Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and leading their kids to do the same. Hello, hello, Mama, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about something that you may have never even thought of before, Um, and that topic is how to be a friend to someone who is gluten-free. And at first glance, it might sound like an odd topic, but hear me out. There is a lot of awareness out there or attempted awareness on a huge variety of things, like just, I mean, you name it, from how to be sensitive to those who learn differently from you or act differently from you or have an illness like diabetes or cancer or even understanding a peanut allergy. You fill in the blank, right? There's like all different things um, to that there's uh, awareness of and um, how to be able to relate and be educated about those things. And so there's just this a lot of awareness for these things and rightfully so. And honestly, a lot of these things, I feel like it just really just comes down to being a decent human being, being kind, being understanding, being patient, showing love, asking questions, and learning how to help, right? But honestly, the world is desperately in need of people who live like that. So thus, we actually do need lessons and reminders about these kinds of things. But more than just being a decent, kind, loving human being, there is an educational piece to quite a few of those scenarios um, in addition to just being a kind person. So education is in understanding, uh, understanding what the disease is or the issue is or whatever it is that we might be talking about and then just learning how to best navigate in various situations where everyone is respected and has the best interaction possible. So that is exactly what I want to bring to the table today regarding those who are living a gluten-free lifestyle. Because the reality is, is I think most people just don't even know. And honestly, just haven't really even thought about it. So like, put your hand up in the air if you're like, um, never really thought about this topic. I'm not sure if I'm with you. So stay with me, stay with me, okay? Because the thing is, if it's not your reality, why would you even think about it, right? So. I totally understand that and I would say I was completely with you. And I I just think about, so I mentioned peanut allergies earlier. So I think about those who have peanut allergies. And honestly, for me, it wasn't until I had friends and family members with a severe peanut allergy until I thought more about it and learned about the the habits and the things to do to be able to help and support them. So things like if you have someone that would be coming into your home, changing some of your habits, like something seemingly small, but like using the knife, like when you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and using the knife and dipping it in the jelly first and then using the peanut butter. That way you're not doing the peanut butter and then taking that knife that has peanut butter and putting the jelly, you just contaminate the jelly. So someone that has a nut allergy would never be able to eat out of that jar. So seemingly little things like that, but we changed our habits. So that way 
whenever friends and family members like that have a peanut allergy, that would not be a concern. So things like that that you wouldn't think of typically if it's not something that concerns you, like that educational piece, like something you might not even consider otherwise. And so that's what I want to do, like I said, for your gluten-free friends. So I think at this point, a lot of people know at least someone, one person that is gluten-free, that is living a gluten-free lifestyle. And the thing is, there are many, 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 many different reasons why someone would be living a gluten-free lifestyle. And there's also then just as many ramifications that different people experience if they encounter gluten in their diet. So this by no means is a one-size-fits-all kind of conversation. But what it is, is a conversation just to bring awareness to what your friend who is gluten-free might be experiencing and how you can come alongside them and support them. And I will actually expand this to go beyond just your friends, but honestly, also anyone that you encounter out living your life who might be gluten-free. So as a side note, this is a good conversation for anyone out there in the world that you might come across, like um, as well as for um, servers in restaurants, teachers, parents, coaches, coworkers, just to name a few. So if you have someone that comes into your world, maybe your your kid's friend that is gluten-free, then understanding Um, just some of the things that that child might be going through. So my goal is to help you be a good friend by three things. One, better understanding the emotional ramifications. Two, better understanding the physical effect it has on them. And three, better understanding the practical situations that they find themselves in. Okay, so again, this is all about how to be a good friend and there's that educational piece and understanding the different types of things that they might be going through. Okay, so let's dig in on the first one. Better understanding the emotional ramifications. And this is huge and I really feel like it just, it cannot be overestimated. And this applies to both adults and the child and children that are gluten-free. And it might not sound like a big deal to you, but that is why I am sharing this and bringing it to your attention, okay? Because emotions, there's a lot of emotions wrapped up in going into a gluten-free lifestyle. So emotions, for example, of missing out on the foods that they used to have. It is being taken away from them. There is a grief factor there. And it truly is a grieving process. And the thing is that most be- most people discover later in life, after the point where that they have consumed gluten for a length of time in their life. And so they know what they are missing. They know what it used to be. They know what it tastes like. And they know they can't have that anymore. So imagine that you have something in your life taken away from you and told it is all of a sudden bad for you and you need to never see it again. Imagine how you would feel with having that thing taken from you. And again, you might be trying to protest and be like, ah, you know, if all you have to do is just not eat gluten and then your life is fine, that's great. But that's the way other people see it. So that's why we're having this conversation because there really is an emotional factor here that something is being taken away from you and it is greatly altering your lifestyle. And um, and then you also have to remember that food is emotional. Think about the connections that you have 
of food to memories, food to good times, food to holidays, food to meeting people, food to great events, great times with people. Like food is usually a central factor in that. So food is very emotional and very connected and tied to events and memories. And so that is all being challenged by then all of a sudden saying you cannot have this food. And so there's that emotional factor of what it is tied to. And the the emotions for just missing out on specialty foods of foods being offered to you the the simplicity of life is gone like just talking about those memories that you created like some of those are holidays some of those are just various things that that is going to be different and yes you can make modifications absolutely that's not the point of this one right here we're talking about the emotional factor okay and for you to understand that there's emotions at play here And the fact that the simplicity of life and just picking up whatever is gone. And so there's emotion attached to that. And the thing is that this never goes away. This, like it can get better, you can work through it, but those feelings will still be there. And the emotions affecting social activity is kind of similar to just the the emotions with memories, but, but also just your social activity. So imagine like so picture when you were young might have been a birthday party right where what is served at a typical kid's birthday party two main things pizza and cake right that's the norm um gluten and gluten okay um for adults it might be going out grabbing dinner after work grabbing tapas where all the foods are shared like how do you do that then it just makes social situations more difficult and so especially in the beginning process of understanding and making changes in your lifestyle those emotions are big and and come up and surface at different times as well so just having that awareness of that the emotions that your friend might be dealing with and then there's just the mere fact of just being different and being singled out that's difficult and yes this applies to any issue anything that makes you stand out and be different but it applies to this as well so just needing the different protections that you need to to be gluten-free and to keep you safe might make you stand out like getting a different snack or not eating the school prepared lunch or needing a placemat or washing your hands or just that extra step like just fill in the blank those extra things and we're talking in a kid's life that makes them feel different and honestly i think the overall the emotional side of going gluten-free is is the hardest side of it and yes changing can changing your habits can be difficult but why because of the emotion and the attachment that we put on activities including the activity of eating gluten-filled food for all of the things that i just said and other things that i'm sure you can think of so i really want you to just stop and consider the emotions that are involved in your friend's lifestyle and take that into consideration when you are making plans with them when you are hanging out with them when you are talking to them and trying to 
um, understand that and maybe engage them in conversation about those things if they are willing to talk about it, if they want to talk about it. But I want to talk about it with you so that you can be understanding of the types of emotions that they might be experiencing. So that's number one is better understanding the emotions involved. Then number two is better understanding the physical effect that is having on them. So just know that there is a medical physical reason why they are choosing, and I put that in air quotes for those of you who can't see me, choosing to be gluten-free. So no, you cannot necessarily see it with your eyes, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And the thing is, a lot of people's symptoms are internal, and it's highly likely that you will never see it. So some people have outward signs, such as throwing up or having diarrhea or getting a rash. But for a lot of people, it's the internal damage that you can't see like eating away at their internal organs or inability to digest food um, and get the nutrients out of the food that they are eating, um, deep pain in their stomach, pain that lasts for a week or more, headaches, migraines, dizziness, aches, pain all over, double vision, constipation, bloating, joint pain, arthritis, overall inflammation in their body and the issues that come from that. And the list can go on and on and on. So there are physical ramifications for eating, eating gluten. And so you might not see these things, but these are some things that your friend could be experiencing and does not want to experience, so they are avoiding eating gluten. And it could be that your friend doesn't want to talk about this and, and doesn't want to share these issues or these effects with you, or they might even downplay it and be like, oh, it's really not a big deal, it's not much, you know, but you don't really know what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. But that, that doesn't mean it's not real. So just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, okay? And just to give you an idea of the vast variety of symptoms that one could have, um, you know, because I, I just gave you a list of different things, but there's so many different things that how the your friend could be physically affected. Um, let me give you a little list of the various illnesses that would result in someone going gluten-free, and you can see the wide variety um, and so it would give a wide variety of symptoms and issues um, but there's of course celiac disease gluten allergy Crohn's disease colitis Hashimoto's Graves disease hyperthyroidism hypothyroidism gluten intolerance gluten ataxia dermatitis herpetiformis multiple sclerosis diabetes that's just a, a small list. That's just a short list. So as you can see, it's a wide variety of reasons. So there would be a wide variety of symptoms. Therefore, don't make assumptions just because you can't see the result or the reason. So just know that it is having an effect on them and there is a reason why they have been that why they have chosen and I put that in air quotes again, <laughs> to be gluten-free. So just be understanding and supportive because my guess is your friend or the person that you meet on the street who is gluten-free 
doesn't feel like justifying or explaining it to you, okay? So that's, again, why we're having this conversation. Just understand some of the things that it's just not as obvious as having a broken leg or something like that, but just understanding that there are a lot of different physical ramifications, and so just better understanding that. All right, and then the third thing is better understanding the practical situations that they find themselves in, okay? So, and we kind of alluded to some of these things and these scenarios with the first one talking about the emotions, but I want to, um, you know, just kind of touch on them and, and expand upon them. So again, imagine you are a third grade student, you get invited to a birthday party, right? So they are having what? <laughs> you, we just talked about this pizza, cake, maybe ice cream too, okay? So sure, you can go to the party, but your choices are either to eat before you go or take your own food. So either way, it's hard. You feel different. You feel excluded. You feel awkward. You aren't fully partaking in the party because you are not eating with them. Think about how that makes them feel. Think about how that third grader or fill in the blank whatever age child is feels so as a friend what can you do to help them feel included or less awkward and as a parent what can you do can you ask the parent what other food um, is going to be provided Um, can you share the menu or ingredients with them if you're the one giving the party Um, think about what kinds of things that you can do to help include that child and I know it can be difficult and you're not super educated in all the things that they would need or maybe not even equipped to be able to provide that for them and everyone's on a different scale of what they would be able to eat and what they would not be able to eat but just reaching out and offering to say what else could we get or what could we do i'm um, just extending that invitation that openness to having a conversation is really really welcomed um here's another scenario you are a kid and you're invited to a sleepover that would include potentially dinner snacks and breakfast the next morning again the dilemma of what do you do about food so maybe they just say no because the difficulty of a 10 year old to say to the adult what kind of food or what food prep they need to be safe is difficult so these are things and again every child has a different level and what their personal experience has been is can all be very very different um, but just know that the the emotions of being included and, and the difficulties can really um, be at play and be a part of the whole situation and then what about as an adult so imagine you were at work and you want to go out for drinks or appetizers and Either way, it can be very difficult to find options that are safe for you to consume. So you might be hungry the whole time until you come home and can go eat. Or you might feel frustrated and just not fully enjoy yourself. These are things to be aware of for your friend who is gluten-free. So what can you do? This episode is all about having that awareness, having that education, being a good friend. So maybe ask your friend where they want to go. That way they can go to a place that they can ensure that there are food options for them to be able to eat and um, safe options for them. And I know that isn't always possible, but just being aware and being understanding goes a very long way. 
Uh, think about when you are traveling for work or with a group of friends or a sports team, you're running into those same issues. So having that awareness and understanding, um, especially as a coach or a teacher in those kind of situations, um, really understanding about that and being aware and not making the student feel, I mean, I know it is a different situation, it needs to be taken care of, but again, paying attention to the emotions that are involved as well. And I have to say that those who are aware and reach out and attempt to understand and make accommodations, this goes a long way in the heart of those who are gluten-free. It shows that you care, that you are thoughtful, that you are aware. And I have so many friends that do this, moms who reach out and ask if this or that is gluten-free, moms who have gotten the app and learned to check it themselves, but usually double check with me anyhow. So the thing is every child every person is different and has different degrees of anxiety or feelings associated with being gluten-free. So as a rule, adults have an easier time working through this, but that's not to say that it's easy for them. Adults really struggle with these same kinds of things too, because at the end of the day, all of us want to be liked. All of us have the deep desire for approval and love and belonging. And that is what is most affected by living the gluten-free life. That separation from the norm, from the social scene, from being accepted and doing things like everyone else does and not making the personal choice to do so, it was chosen for them. So I hope that this is helpful in understanding emotions and situations of those friends of yours who are gluten-free and what they might be experiencing. So just having that awareness of the emotions that they are feeling, the physical symptoms that they are feeling and the situations that they might be in. So um, hopefully this as a broad awareness helps you be a better friend. So if you know someone who can benefit from this message, please share this episode with them. Just hit the little share button there and just please spread the word, spread the love. Let's change this world one person at a time, one kind act at a time. That's the wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.